Hello, friends. Have you noticed that you can get caught up in consuming content? Or maybe you notice you are hyper, hyper focused on the doing. Empaths, we often consume. And I know because that was me too, soaking up information from all my favorite teachers and mentors. But it wasn't until I started focusing more on the being and embodiment work that the door to massive clarity was finally unlocked. And I no longer got confused about what was my energy versus everybody else's. I was able to become a more clear channel for creation and as a result, transform my life, business, and health. In fact, my meditation and embodiment practice is what helped me have a nearly $40,000 month this past January, see the highest downloaded month of the podcast, and finally release a lot of unnecessary stress. And my clients felt it and saw it in their lives too. It wasn't reading more articles. It wasn't doing more busy work. So I'm inviting you to graduate from the spongy empath consumer into the self-activated sovereign healer. You can take your podcast listening experience from, ooh, I feel seen, heard, and inspired to, holy shit, I actually feel different. My being has shifted. I am the embodiment of the woman I desire to be. The Third Eye Collective is a simple way to upgrade your experience and commit not only to a meditation practice that complements your healing, but also receive personalized coaching so you can be clear on what direct actions to implement into your highest goals. There are two simple ways to get involved at $11 or $22 a month with no commitment. So if this is calling your name, join this amazing and growing community. Welcome to the Healing Uncensored Podcast. My name is Sarah Small, and I'm a health and mindset coach for women with autoimmune disease just like you. I absolutely love helping you tap into your self-healing power, uncover the energetic side of healing, and release limiting beliefs around your body and your life. Think of this podcast as everything you wouldn't hear at your doctor's office. It's a place for empowered souls to move beyond food and heal themselves on a soul level. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Now let's begin. Hello and welcome to day three, three of turning your mess into your message. Super fun hanging out with you guys. I was just drinking my tea and you know the little piece of paper that's attached to the tea bag? Totally just dropped it into the tea. Has that ever happened to you before? So I just want to check in and see how you're doing. I hope that you've enjoyed the first two days. And today we're going to talk about the seven spiritual laws of success. So Deepak Chopra has an amazing book on the seven spiritual laws, and these can be applied to life and they can be applied to business. So they're, they're versatile. We can use them in many ways. So I want to begin by asking all of you, what, what does success mean to you? What does success look like? How would you define success? What freedoms would be included in your version of success. Is there a number tied to your success? A level that you need to reach in order to feel successful? A certain way that your home looks or feels to be successful? 
uh, number of people that you will have served in order to feel successful. So what does, what does that look like for you? Have you ever thought about that before? What is success to you? And how will you choose to define success in your life? Because there's not really a right answer. We all get to make this choice. We all as human beings were born on this planet with free will. And we get to choose what success feels like, looks like, how we embody that in our life. I love this quote from Deepak Chopra, the creator of the seven spiritual laws. He says, success in life could be defined as the continued expansion of happiness and the progressive realization of worthy goals. Success is the ability to fulfill your desires with effortless ease. Does anyone else love that? <laughs> effortless ease. What if success was fulfilling our desires with effortless ease instead of grind, hustle, like sprint to the finish line, go, 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 never give up, you can do this. Like, yeah, you can do this, but are you gonna do this in a way that makes you feel burnt out, that puts you back into a, a tailspin of chronic illness, or are you gonna do this in a way that fits your lifestyle and that aligns with your desires and that al allows it to be easy? Have you ever thought about that potential that maybe, maybe I'm making this harder than it needs to be? And maybe it doesn't have to be so hard. And maybe I could start letting it be easier by redefining what success means to me in the first place. So as I mentioned, today we're gonna to be talking about the seven spiritual laws of success. I think it's important to start this conversation with what is success? And the answer is just going to differ from person to person, but I want to prompt you with those empowering questions that allow you to think about what does success mean to me? Because many of us, we grow up with this belief that achieving success requires this relentlessness and this hard work and determination and intense ambition. And it, success is working your way up this corporate ladder. And so as a result, we may have struggled for years and years, and maybe we reached some of our goals, but by the time we reached our goals and our, our unique definition of success, our life was completely out of balance. And as a woman who runs her own business, that's the opposite of what I was looking for when I started this business, Autoimmune Tribe. I was looking for more balance in my life. I was looking for something that could help me feel fulfilled and a place where I could serve the world and show up and just be me. Just be me and not overcomplicate it. Just be me and share the wisdom that I have gained over this short amount of life that I've lived and hope that yeah, maybe that could help some other people. And it didn't have to be so so hard, like I thought it had to be in order to be successful. So we have to let go of this desperate striving because that's not necessary for success. And it's certainly not desirable in my opinion. 
and instead just work with the laws of the universe and work with these seven spiritual laws in order to allow, create space for our desires and our goals to enter our life with more ease. I love this from Deepak. He says, a seed does not struggle to become a tree. A seed doesn't struggle to become a tree. It simply unfolds with grace. You just look out the, the window one day and you're like, oh my God, the tree, it's full of leaves. But you didn't see it struggling to grow its leaves. They just, they, they were there. It was effortless ease. So guys, I gotta be real with you for a second. I think that waiting and waiting and waiting, while on the other side, there's, there's part of your heart that's just calling, come here, come here, this way, come this way. Like, do this thing, make this change, try this new thing, let go of that thing. And if you're over there on the other side of the football field going, I think I'm just going to wait. <laughs> I think I'm just going to wait. And then there's a, still this voice at the other hundred yards away going, over here, like, come this way, it's going to feel good. I think if you just wait at the other side, I think that's for the fearful. I think that's for the scared. And I think that's for the people who are, are not ready to commit. And so my message to you before we dive into these seven spiritual laws is if that you if you want something, go do it. Start now, start today, and in whatever shape or form that could look like, it doesn't require any investment of money. You can invest your money, <laughs> but it doesn't require any investment of money to make a change. So if you want something, go do it. You are allowed to live your life and have fun. You are allowed to have a successful business and let it be easy. You are allowed to heal chronic illness and not have it be a roller coaster. I know that's a lot of our story, but it's not required. So I want you to think about these seven spiritual laws as you think about Either your goals, ambitions, dreams for creating your own business someday or today, right? Don't, don't wait, start now. Or you can also apply this to chronic illness in your own way as well. So again, these are from Deepak Chopra, amazing mentor of mine who has written just lots and lots of books and has so much wisdom in mind-body medicine and spirituality. The first law is the law of pure potential, potentiality. And this law states that the source of all creation is pure consciousness. The source of all creation is pure consciousness. So if we dissect that, we say, okay, if the source of creation is consciousness and I'm living my life in autopilot and going and going and grinding and grinding, and I'm not stepping back to just... Be conscious and aware and mindful and intentional, my body, my mind, my thoughts, my environment, that we don't see our pure potential. Instead, we feel restricted, we feel paralyzed, we feel trapped. So how do we work with this law of pure potentiality? We step back into our consciousness. How do you do that? Go meditate. One minute, five minutes, 30 minutes, just take time to be silent. You don't even have to call it meditation if that freaks you out. I hope it doesn't, please meditate. <laughs> but if it does, just take a moment to be silent, to just be, to just be. I love this affirmation to go along with this uh, spiritual law as well. Start your day and say, today I shall 
judge nothing that occurs. So you're, you're just living from this place of non-judgment and consciousness. I shall judge nothing that occurs. And instead, you are an observer. You're aware of yourself, your surroundings, and you let yourself get still and feel into your potential because it's infinite. The source of all creation is pure consciousness. So in so many ways, can we create whatever the fuck we want in our life if we're just conscious? Yes, yes, yes. Why does it have to be so hard? Let's make it easier. The next law is the law of giving. This law states that the universe operates through dynamic exchange, giving and receiving, giving and receiving. And these are different aspects of the flow of energy within the universe, give and receive, give and receive. And so if the universe operates through this dynamic exchange, we want to find some balance there, right? So we don't want to be giving, 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 or receiving, 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 receiving. But what we do know is there's an exchange. So what that indicates is that if we give, we will receive. If we receive, then it's our turn to give. And it's this cycle, this flow of energy that is moving, transforming through the universe. So how do we practice this law of giving? Well, go out and give. So often we're stuck in this place of lack and I don't have enough for myself, so how could I possibly give to somebody else? One way I do this is without having to give anything that costs money. Give a compliment. Go out and give a compliment today. You will have given, therefore you will receive. You might receive a smile from this person. You might receive an intuitive download to go do something. Who knows, right? Maybe it'll come to you in a completely different situation later in the day and someone buys you a free coffee or something. So the law of giving. Give and you shall receive. Go out into the world and give in some way. A compliment, send them healing light and energy. That's free too. Buy them a single rose or a single stem flower. It's like maybe less than a dollar. And give. Another way I did this during a period of my life that I felt like I had no money, like that was a limiting belief, but I was like, I have no money, I can't do anything, right? This place of lack. And I learned about this law of giving and it was really scary. But I said, okay, you know what? I'm gonna trust, I'm gonna trust the universe and I'm gonna trust that if I give, I will receive. And oftentimes what I've seen to be true and I've heard from so many other spiritual warriors out there to be true, is that when you do give, you receive back 10 times 10 in, re in return. So I decided to go on to some of my favorite organization websites. One of them is Kiva. I really like this because you can fund small-scale farmers, especially women farmers in developing countries. And I went in and I, you, I think it's 20 or $25 at a time, and I just picked one woman that I was gonna fund. It's actually a loan. So you get repaid, but what I've done is every time I get repaid that 20 or $25, I just reinvest it into another woman. And I say, as I give, I shall receive. As I give, I shall receive. And it's so rewarding. It feels so amazing to be able to give, to be, to be able to, to take that $20. And now that $20 has been used so many times by so many people and it feels so fucking good. The next law is the law of cause and effect. This is also kind of like karma. Okay, so this law states every action generates a force of energy that returns to us in like kind. What we sow, we is what we reap. So there is a push and a pull. 
cause and effect. And by choosing actions that bring happiness and success to others, that ensures the flow of happiness and success to you. So how can we take actions that are aligned with abundance, success, joy, happiness, health, healing, and then ensure that that flow of energy is also gonna come back to us in return. So I challenge you to, throughout your day, today or tomorrow, tap into this energy of, of cause and effect and notice what are you putting out into the world because there's a flow back into, into you at some point. And so I want you to ask yourself, what are the consequences of this choice that I'm choosing to make right now? Am I putting, planting the seed of energy that I don't want to come back to me? Or am I planting the seeds that support, support my love and success and happiness and ultimate health? And put out into the world that which you do want to sow and, re and receive and reap back in return. Ask yourself, what are the consequences of this choice that I am making? The next law is the law of least effort. I like this law. <laughs> As someone who is a recovering perfectionist, type A, like over fucking achiever, I thought that working hard was a badge of honor and that my working hard made me more deserving of success. No, you're all, we are all deserving of success. All of us, of abundance, and there's an infinite amount available to us in the universe. And you know what? I just want to pause this broadcast for a second because I know that this is the opposite of a lot of what you've been believing for your whole life. Whether you're 25 or 45, you end up been thinking for 25 years the opposite of what I'm telling you right now. And I just want to, to, to notice and to, to acknowledge that this could be hard to kind of buy into and to believe right away. That's okay. But what I'm telling you is that what we were raised believing is not always true. And that as humans, as free will, as I mentioned before, we always get a choice on what we believe, how we react, and how we show up in the world. So if you're not liking where you are right now, maybe, maybe let's think about the seven spiritual laws of success and changing and evolving, shifting our mindset, and using the power of the universe to support our goals and dreams. So as, as closely aligned with you of these laws you are, or as far away as they might seem from you right now, that's okay. We all take our own time to process and integrate. So I'm going to move on to law four. Law four is the law of least effort. As I mentioned, my favorite law. This law states that Nature's intelligence functions with effortless ease. We saw that in the tree, right? The seed doesn't feel like it struggles to, to grow and to, to bloom its leaves. No, it blooms with effortless ease, with carefreeness, with harmony and with love. And when we harness the forces of harmony and love and joy, we create sex, sex, not sex, success and sex. I mean, let's, let's bring that in there too. We create success and, and abundance with effortless ease. So don't you want more of that in your life? I do. I still to this day, I'm like, okay, how can I tap more into the law of, of least effort and live my life from a place of effortless ease and not try to, to butt heads with everything and not try to make things harder than they have to be because I did that for so long. Not consciously, not intentionally. I didn't say, I'm going to make this harder. 
but I was as I look back and I reflect and I was making things so hard because I thought they had to be one way they couldn't be any other way so how do you work with the law of least effort well you take responsibility for your situation and for any sort of uh, lens you've put over anything so if you have a problem and you have put this lens over it of that's hard, that's bad, that's struggled, that has to be hard, I gotta do better. Whatever lens, filter you've put over that, take responsibility for that. I put the filter on that, that it had to be hard. This problem in my life, I made it harder than I needed it to be, potentially. So we're taking responsibility for our situations in life. We're looking at any filter or lens we put over anything, and oftentimes there's limiting beliefs underneath that, buried within that as well. And we release the need to constantly defend our point of view, okay? If you're stuck defending yourself and your point of view all the time, where is there going to be space for effortless ease and for creation and for that success and abundance to flow into your life? There's not. So when you do you, you let it be easy. That's my mantra today. You do you equals (laughs) life gets to be easy. Life gets to be easy. Life gets to be easy. So we practice acceptance and responsibility in order to align with the law of least effort or effortless ease, that feeling of effortless ease in our life. And notice, notice my friends, I know this is, this brings up a lot. So notice where potentially you have made things harder than they need to be and accept that. It's okay. It's okay. We're imperfect freaking human beings. It's okay. But now after you have that awareness and you accept it, can you release judgment over yourself and step into just being you? Just being freaking beautiful you and letting life be a little easier. The spiritual law number five is the law of intention and desire. This law states, Allow yourself and others the freedom to be who they are. Do not force solutions and instead allow solutions to spontaneously emerge. Uncertainty is essential in your path to freedom. That's on repeat. (laughs) Rewind, play again, rewind, play again. Uncertainty is essential and and it is your path to freedom. What does that mean? That means we have to drop fucking control. When we think, which is an illusion anyways, but we think we have control over everything. (laughs) We think we have control over everything. We constrict. We limit ourselves. We hold ourselves back. So instead, we want to allow spontaneity to occur and to emerge in our life. And through that, Our deepest desires not only become possible, but then we get to dream bigger and go, oh my God, I didn't even think that could happen. And here it is in my hands, in front of my face. So uncertainty is essential, which means stepping into the unknown, taking the leap of faith, letting go of the control that's so limiting in your life. And through that, you find your path to freedom. So the law of intention and desire. Give others the freedom to be who they are. And give yourself the freedom to be who you are. And don't try to mold or shape or control yourself or others. Just be you. 
like we talked about at the end of Spiritual Law 4, and make a list of your desires, the things that you want. Set the intentions. Set the intentions. Setting an intention does not mean you're controlling an outcome. Setting an intention means you're getting clear on what you desire. Now, once you set the intention, release the how. Release the the how it has to happen, and instead, let things happen. So our brain says, okay, I desire this, this is my goal, this is my intention. This is how I could get there, this is how it could happen. But I'm not going to control it in happening that way specifically, and instead I'm going to open myself up. And know that when you get a detour on that path, there's a bump in the road, sometimes there's a reason for that. Sometimes when you're about to put a payment onto something and your credit card doesn't go through, but you know you have enough money in it, maybe, maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe that wasn't the thing for you. Maybe when your intuition tells you to get off the first exit instead of the second, there was a reason for that. And it wasn't your, what you planned. It wasn't what you controlled. You were trying to control. But instead you surrendered. And you allowed the solutions to spontaneously emerge as the law states. Okay? Spiritual law number six. The law of detachment. In detachment lies the wisdom of uncertainty. In the wisdom of uncertainty lies the freedom from our past, from the unknown, which is the prison, prison of past conditioning. And in our willingness to step into the unknown, the field of all possibilities, we surrender ourselves to the creative mind that orchestrates the dance of the universe. Detach. The law of detachment is letting go. It's, it's, it's a deeper layer of that uncertainty. Allowing yourself to just let go of needing to control everything. And then opening up to possibility. Like I said, our human brains, our human minds, we can only think of of so many things, of so many outcomes, of so many possibilities. When in reality, there's an infinite number beyond what we can see that we're just not consciously aware of. So I want you to say to yourself, today I will commit to detaching. I will allow myself to release the rigid control over my life. And I will not force solutions on problems. Instead, I will detach and trust the universe. The law of detachment, just just letting go. And then letting that step six, law six, intention and desire, then be easier. Be easier to come to the surface because you're not controlling how to get there. The last law. The law of purpose in life, also known as your dharma. Your dharma. This law states to seek your higher self. To discover your unique, I'm going to insert, unicorn talents. And ask yourself how you are best suited to serve the world. And then to use those unique talents and magic to serve others. And through your serving, bring not only bliss to others, but bliss to yourself. Not only abundance and value to others, but abundance and value to yourself. So this law states, to give is to get. To serve and and be of purpose and value in life is to also receive. And by sharing your unique talents and your magic 
with humanity, with your community, with the society, you also receive in return. So I want you to think about what are your, your unique talents, your unicorn magic? What makes you special? And I guarantee you, friends, there is something. And even if you can't think of it on your own right now, I promise you that you have your own unique magic and talents and gifts they might just be hiding. We might have denied them when we were little girls and we hid them and we've been too afraid to bring them back out. Or we might have got lost along the way and we're so in autopilot that we can't even dream anymore. Can't even dream anymore. So I want you to do is I want you to really sink into what makes me unique? What makes me special? How can I serve this world? And I want you to make that list as long as you can. But even if there's one thing on that list, that's okay today. One of my unique talents, as an example, is simply holding space for people's deepest healing, taking them on a deeper level of exploration into themselves, and intuitively tapping into their energy, reading their energy, and therefore asking the right questions and empowering them to heal themselves. Yours is going to look different. But I want you to think about what is my unique talent, and that can be in any industry. It can be in any area of your life. There's no right or wrong answer, but what makes you unique and how can you serve your dharma, your purpose with this world? So those are the seven spiritual laws of success. When we align with those and we start to abide by those and work with them instead of against them by hustling and forcing and controlling and attaching versus detaching, when we work with them, we allow more ease effortless ease and abundance into our life. So let's stop making it hard. Let's change our mind about that. Let's change our belief that we have to force and grind and put a square peg into a round hole in order to be successful. And let's change, change our mindset into, I'm going to let this be easy. I'm going to let this happen for me. Life is happening for me, not to me completely shifting your mindset around what this can look like. Because when you step in, you, you decide. Like I said, start today, girl. Start today, start now. When you finally decide to do that, I don't want you to give up two days later because this is so hard. Instead, I want you to work with the spiritual laws of success so that this could be easy. It can be fun. It can be joyful. It can be the best time of your life. <sighs> okay. So I want to prompts you with uh, three, three and a half questions from A Course in Miracles. And these are questions I ask in my journal all the time. But they're questions I want you to journal on today and then answer whatever intuitively was flowing through you when you asked these questions. So the first question is, what would you have me do? Divine, universe, spirit, angel, whatever you see as our oneness that unites us all, that you look up to, that higher power. Doesn't, there's not a religious connotation here. It's just a question. What would you have me do? What would you have me do? See what comes up. If you just close your eyes and you put your hand on your heart and you ask, what would you have me do? How would the universe respond? How would your higher self, your inner self respond? What would you have me do? Next question. Where would you have me go? Where would you have me go? Where is the universe guiding you to go? What, what direction are you going to take that first step in? Where is it going to take you? Where would you have me go? And the last question, kind of two parts. What would you have me say? 
and to whom? What would you have me say and to whom? These are empowering questions. These are questions we don't ask ourselves all the time. But they're questions that help us align more closely with our soul purpose, our dharma, and the way we show up and we serve the world. And again, we give to get, to give to get. We have the law of cause and effect. What I put out, I receive. And now I receive it back times 10. So again, what would you have me do? Where would you have me go? What would you have me say and to whom? You'll answer those questions and just reflect. And then you can share with the bullet points with us or the whole journal, whatever you want to share uh, in the group with hashtag mess to message. And you will be entered into the opportunity to get an extra bonus for when you sign up for my new program, Launch Your Wellness Biz. And everyone who participates, uh, everyone who participates is entered into the challenge for the second bonus. Everyone who purchases the course in the next, during this week, so you have until Friday, three more days now, you automatically get a bonus, which is either your 30-minute strategy session or a social media slash Instagram audit on live video from me. And you guys, this course, this course was birthed <laughs> through a need. And I saw so many of you, all of you listening right now, I saw so many, uh, so many of you saying, on private calls with me and group programs with me in the Facebook group, Sarah. I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot through this journey. And I, I feel like I kind of want to share my message with the world. Or this group inspires me and I want to be able to have my own community like this. Or something's just telling me that I'm, I'm meant to do more in this life. But then they say, there's always a but. But I don't know where to start. But I'm overwhelmed. But I don't have enough money but I don't have enough time, but I have five kids, but I have a full-time job, but, 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 right? And this challenge, these five days is meant to get you out of that rut of excuses and procrastinating and from waiting and to step into your power and realize it doesn't have to be so hard. And then instead, this gets to be your creation. And so what I compiled for you in this 30-day experience, this 30-day course, is everything, <laughs> everything you need to know from inner branding to outer branding to declaring and defining your niche to posting on social media to the energetics of business and balancing the masculine and feminine energy so that you don't get burned out and you feel like you can tap into unlimited creative potential and ideas for your business. And we'll talk about the legal and we'll talk about how to, how to have a call with your first client if you are in a service-based coaching business. But we're going to go deeper than that as well so that your whole soul aligns with these spiritual laws of success and with your desired outcomes and goals. So I'd love to have you join me. We start February 13th and I can't wait to take you on this 30-day journey. We'll also have some opportunity for live Q&A so you can ask your questions for resources, homework, action items, um, additional materials and PDFs if that's your jam. I got you covered, girl. And I'd love to see you in this course. So take advantage of the bonus. These are high value bonuses over the next three remaining days to be entered to win both, or you get to pick your choice of the call or the audit. I'll see you guys tomorrow.